How are you doing? Hope you're well. You are listening to Indie Arena and I'm Antonia K. Moore. And if you're in the arena as a musician and trying to figure out the industry and your goals, then you're in the right place. Indie Arena is all about the music business and giving you tips, tactics and techniques of how to get ahead in the music industry. And also these can be applied if you are a creative business or entrepreneur as well. Um, firstly, I would just like to say that it's been it's been a couple of months actually since I have had the opportunity of doing a podcast. Um, it's been like literally one little episode after the other in the sense of that. Um, I'm going to make a dedication in a moment, um, but to this person that is um, one of my very good friends, former partners, and was a veteran in the music industry himself in his particular um, genre as a uh, sound engineer. Um in Ireland, that is, um, particularly down in Cork, and quite a bit of work as well that he did up in Dublin. Um, and this person also worked with people such as um, Nirvana, believe it or not, like back in the early 90s when they came to Sir Henry's. Um, they also worked with a whole multitude of different famous artists back from the 90s, um, all the way up until, like I suppose, like the mid to 2000s. Um, anyway, so this person um, passed, so I um, abandoned the project temporarily and then attended the funeral. But then when um, post-funeral, my laptop, um, I spilled water on it. Now, it was literally water. It wasn't vodka or anything else that's happened before, but like it was water and just completely KO'd my laptop. So um, therefore, I had no laptop for a while. And I was trying to get uh, the insurance on that so while that was pending. You know, these things can take a bit of time. I was also then over in Toronto where I was completing my course in, um, well, now I'm a certified life and success coach with neurolinguistic programming, time techniques, EFT and hypnosis, which is something that I'm going to be incorporating as a music coach into my programs. So I'm launching um, the music business program, which is a 10 to 12 week um, guided program that I bring you through step by step every single week um, of how to set yourself up as a as a business, as a musician. Because at the end of the day, if you're a musician and that's something you want to do full time, then therefore you have to be making money. Therefore, it's a business. And I find that since I've been in the industry for a number of years, a lot of musicians tend to be unfamiliar uneducated or they just they're just not aware of um, the opportunities that they have um, to be able to one make money to set themselves up three package themselves all of that and I also find the flip side a lot of musicians they're like oh well I don't want to be online I'd rather just you know be in the woods in a cabin being creative that's all great grand and good if that's what you want to do but if you want to make money then you're not doing the right thing so basically, the music business program puts all my years experience in many different areas of music plugging to to radio uh, producing and broadcasting, um, to artist management and art, artist promotion, um, being an agent, booking agent, all of that that I've done in the past puts all of those um, that I've experienced into um, basically what the artists are looking for that I have um, with my market research spoke to so many different artists and the struggle that seems to be the commonality is that they all struggle to get paid gigs. 
So that is what I'm helping you with and it is something that um, I'm passionate about. So anyway, I was in Toronto and I can add this string to that bow, which I was getting qualified in life and success coaching with EFT, neurolinguistic programming, uh, time techniques and hypnosis, as I mentioned. So they can also, they are really powerful tools to also help with mindset. So the music business program br brings you through the business aspect of it and it guides you through step by step by step each week of what you need to do and at the very beginning, what we do is we talk about your goals, we talk about what you're looking to achieve, and that's what we focus on for the program. Um, if it's something you're interested in, you can go to my website, antoniakmore.com. You can also go to my Instagram, Antonia, at antoniakmore, and uh, that's A-N-T-O-N-I-A, -A, Antonia, not Antonio, but everybody seems to think it is. Antonio is a boy, Antonia is a girl. So therefore, Antonia came more at, um, on my Instagram. And there you can go on to my uh, link tree and, or link or whatever it's called and uh, click on the music business program link there. And that will bring you into what it entails and everything that's involved. And also you can find that too on my um, website, antoniakmore.com. <clears throat> So I was in Toronto and I was over there for a week and then I came back and then the insurance claims that hadn't come through. So then I eventually got it and then I had to go and buy myself a laptop. And then in the meantime as well, other things, you know, cropped up such as my poor grandmother whom actually I was raised with. And uh, so basically she's technically like my mother. Um, then was in hospital and she's going to be 90 in a month's time. So, um, they, uh, and she's awarded court as well, like, which is crazy. So they want her to, um, go into a home following, um, you know, her slight deterioration in hospital. And I mean, her deterioration, I mean, she's got dementia. Uh, I mean, she's fine, um, in that sense, but it's just the deterioration physically, cause she's kind of, she's not a, a small skinny, frail granny by any means. She's quite big, but, uh, she had a stroke a long time ago, um, like 25 years ago. So kind of left you know, her sort of unable to correctly um, balance per se and the fact then that she's kind of got a lot of weight to, you know, so it's kind of hard for her to uh, physically maneuver around. So therefore I've been, you know, um, nursing home shopping and all of these things that always, you know, happen. I always kind of knew that like when I kind of found, you know, what I'm passionate about, which is this, this being a music business strategist and you know, creating this music business program to help musicians and also help creative businesses, that there was going to be something to counteract it. There was always, I mean, with any success, there's always the counteractive um, aspect to it. Um, and this is kind of pretty much it. So therefore, that is why I have not um, been... And also, of course, I did the usual software that I use to record my podcasts is not available now because... I mean, I had a Mac before, I had a Mac before that and I got a Mac again and for some reason it's the, the software isn't um, collaborated, collaborated, calibrated to, um, to the, the, the current version of my laptop because it's like at the highest version and it only goes the, it's, it's not updated basically. So I can't even download that software. So now I've got to try and find other software, um, and all the rest, but anyway, I digress. So that is why I have been absent from uh, my podcasts um, and I'm really going to try my best now. I mean, I'm still dealing with um, the nursing home situation and everything else and, you know, lots of other things. It's coming close to Christmas 
but I'm going to try my best to do a podcast every single week because I really do enjoy it. Um, and look here, I was able to get that off my chest. So there we go. So firstly, I'd like to start this podcast with a dedication. So I'm dedicating it to one of the soundest men in Cork, a top sound engineer and labeled a genius by many of his peers in the music industry. A man who has who has been so fond of music. He ate, drank, slept and breathed music. He was so passionate about music, he created new ways to project music in venues. He really was someone like that, was innovative when it came to um, working with music as a sound engineer in any venue. Um, he worked in venues such as Sir Henry's back in the day, a venue that is at its what at, at its peak is was was at its peak the most popular club in Europe, and was one of the most longest running clubs in Europe at one point as well. Uh, a man who has always had a trick up his sleeve, a plan in his pocket, and a drive in his mind. He was a man who always got the job done and to outstanding results. And if you were a musician or a band and gigged in one of his venues back in Cork in the early 90s, you would have 100% have um, probably had him as a sound engineer, or you most certainly would know who I'm talking about. R.I.P. Dennis Hurley. So that funeral that I attended of Dennis Hurley, I think, was probably was nearly two months ago at this stage. But um, as I mentioned, things have happened in between. So I just want to dedicate this um, podcast to him because he genuinely was a great guy and, you know, I mean, he was literally the best sound engineer at a, at a time in uh, Cork, if not the country of Ireland. But um, also what's interesting too is that he used to do the sound engineering for the um, Cork Jazz Festival every single year. So one of the venues he would always do the sound engineering for of the Jazz Festival is Barry's in Douglas. And they're actually going to be, if they haven't already, um, they're going to be putting up a plaque to Dennis the Soundman. So if you go into Barry's in Douglas, um, just outside Cork City, then um, if you go into one of the snugs, there'll be a plaque there saying Dennis Soundman. So you can check that out if you are ever in that neck of the woods. So anyway along with the podcast. So in today's podcast, I want to be talking about music and mind and how the two work together. So, I mean, by the way, this topic has nothing to do with the previous dedication with Dennis whatsoever. It's just like something um, separate. Um, his death had nothing to do with, um, you know, music and mind per, per se. But I want to talk about it anyway because I'm currently going to be... Um, I've written already an ebook. I just need to um, edit it and just kind of compile it together. And I'm going to be, it's going to be available online on my website, antoniakmore.com. And um, I'm going to be, it's going to be available free on my website pretty soon. So I'm just currently um, penning that. And that is just pretty, it's, it's, it's self explanatory. It's music in mind. So some interesting facts from a study are that 73% of independent musicians or music makers suffer from symptoms of mental illness. More than 7 out of 10 independent musicians have experienced negative emotions such as stress, anxiety and or depression in relation to their music creation. One out of three, 33% of independent musicians have experienced panic attacks. But anxiety and depression top the list of symptoms among those that have experienced negative emotions in relation to their music creation. Fear of failure and financial instability are the main drivers behind negative emotions. 
The pressure to succeed and the loneliness are also common explanations to why independent music makers have experienced symptoms such as anxiety, depression and panic attacks. Self-medication is often used as a treatment for mental illness as well, such as obviously drugs, alcohol, etc., which obviously just like spirals out of control too and can lead to further anxiety, depression and um, negative emotions. Among independent musicians um, that have experienced negative emotions in relation to their music creation, one out of two, which would be 51%, have self-medicated. So among independent music musicians that are open about their mental illness and well-being, nine out of ten claim to talk to close friends and three out of five to family members, whereas only one out of three claim to talk to band members and not even one out of ten to their manager. Mental health is a big worry for the majority of music uh, musicians and also for uh, music labels. Um, there was a, a conference there before down in Cork, uh, Music Cork Conference, and it was the first year of it, which is 2016, and they had um, the president of Ireland Records, who um, basically um, was um, Amy Winehouse was signed to. And so he did speak about that quite briefly, and that, of course, that the musicians are they're surrounded by yes men. So it's literally, you know, just to keep them happy so that they produce good music, so that they, be, you know, they, they, they're given all of the opportunity to express all of their art so therefore they can make the most money for the label they are surrounded by yes people so it's like i want a bottle of jd yes give me 10 pills yes whatever it is it's yes so he kind of said that they are now um very due to actually amy winehouse's death they are very um cautious about that now so basically if it's a case of they think somebody might be self-medicating they will actually bring in professional help um, to talk to them and deal with it. They will actually bring them to rehab, whereas before it was like, just give them whatever they want. So it's something that is, you know, really rampant in the music industry and that really needs to be dealt with. Um, oh no, I'm getting a phone call while I am recording this on my phone and I hope the recording is still going to continue. Whoever that is, I'll have to call them back. I have to kind of wait now for this call to end because, um, I'm, yeah, because I mean, that's the thing I was saying about my software. I'm recording on my laptop as well, um, just through a uh, QuickTime, but I usually use a different software program and it won't, um, it won't, I can't download it on my laptop. So therefore, uh, there's another app that you can use on my phone because I usually use a condenser mic as well. So therefore, um, I, use a, I use a Yeti mic. Oh, look, that's just absolutely after cutting out my, my recording on my phone. Oh, that's really annoying. Because I use uh, a Yeti mic um, to record, usually on the software on my laptop. And um, there is an app that I realized called Anchor that I could actually... Yeah, just bloody stopped. That is very annoying. It's going to call a part one. Bear with me. Very annoying. Okay. Okay, so this recording has continued on my laptop, but on my phone, unfortunately, when I thought this was going to be a great idea to have a um, to have a, a, an app on my phone that I can just you know pick up to do a podcast with at any time um rather than having to carry my yeti mic around with me this would be of benefit but i just got a phone call through the app or sorry through my phone and then the app stopped so therefore my record my my recording is now 
cut in two. Anywho, it's still going on the laptop. So if I use my QuickTime, you'll be able to hear all of this. And if I use the app, you will have missed a beat. But anyway, going back to what I was talking about. So almost three out of five um, independent musicians worry about their mental health and well-being. The music industry could do with, with more sustainable um, or with more sustainability um, in the music climate. One out of five independent musician musicians think that the music industry is working to create a sustainable music climate with healthy artists. So the, the, the music industry is brutally competitive and only a few make it to be a successful career which as we all know and are, aware, and are aware of, which is why the Music Business Programme helps to make it a sustainable career because it shows musicians how to actually create longevity in your career. It, was, it shows you how to create it and make it as a business, as a musician, as opposed to just winging it, creating music and putting it up and hoping for the best. It just packages everything and it shows you all the, the do's and don'ts and shows you as well um, how the business aspect of it works. The industry is, um, it can also, some, some of the triggering factors actually of problems that we see in the music industry and the music community involve a lot of things such as like stress, self-doubt brought, by, brought about by rejection and failure and poor decision making based on bad advice and exploration um, and exploitation. Exploration in the sense of that like it's given bad advice and they explore this option but it's like going down the wrong rabbit hole and, and it's basically a lot down to exploitation and the fact um, that record sales peak immediately after an, artist an artist's death is an illustration of the often callous power of the media and the market. So again um, the music business program and my uh, coaching and also with neurolinguistic programming it talks it, it deals with your subconscious mind and it helps with people that talk you know in self-doubt self-doubt to themselves people that are stressed it helps that it helps deal with rejection helps deal with mindset helps deal with people that are getting bad advice it actually covers all of that because I give you all of the advice that you need to have a business and to have a, a scalable business to have a recurring um, revenue stream and to actually know how to package yourselves to musicians. So basically, this is all included and neuro-linguistic programming is something that genuinely really, really does help with anxiety, with stress, with rejection, with if even even if even if you have like writer's block, it helps with all of that. It's such a powerful tool. I mean, even today, Nicki Minaj um, is regarded as one of the best rappers around. But in 2011, she recalled to Cosmopolitan how she'd suffered from suicidal thoughts after being turned away time and time again. As she says, I kept having door slams in my face. I felt like nothing was working. I had moved out on my own and here I was thinking I'd have to go home. I was just, it was just one dead end after another. At one point I was like, what would happen if I just didn't wake up? That's how I felt. Like, holy fuck, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty dark, you know? And I mean, these are the things that just, I mean, that's Nicki Minaj. I mean, look at her now. I mean, as I always say as well, in anything that you want to achieve in your life, if it's something that you really, really want, perseverance 
is the only way of achieving it. And I don't mean like perseverance towards like, you know, annoying one particular person to death. Persevering, if one door closes, another opens. If if one direction hits a roadblock, you just take another direction. Just keep on going, just keep on going all the time, over and over and over again. So, I mean, as well, this is where sacrifice comes in too. Because, I mean, you can't have a successful career and you can't, you're going to miss so many opportunities, basically. I mean, if you were going to be, you know, partying with your friends or whatever, or you're going to be, you know, just sitting around watching Netflix when you know you've got stuff to do, you know, you, you got to sacrifice these things if you, want to, if you want to be successful. I mean, you can do all of these things, like, when you're successful, you can just, like, sit back and relax and be like, right, okay, now is, I, I've achieved this goal, so therefore I deserve a little treat for myself, so I'm just going to, like, kick back for the weekend and watch Netflix, or I'm just going to kick back with my mates and, and, and party for the weekend whatever it is, um, you need, you need perseverance, you need sacrifice, you need grit is what you need. Um, Lady Gaga told, told the mirror in 2016 that she has blocked out the memory of rising to fame. She said, it's like I'm traumatized. She's like, I needed time to recalibrate my soul. So if you can imagine all of that, that is, you know, just what like Nicki Minaj and Lady Gaga have, have, you know, said about themselves and their journey to the top. So, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be fun. It's, I mean, the journey, I guess, is, is sometimes the best part, they say. So I'm kind of surprised that she just basically, Lady Gaga's like blocked it out because she's traumatized by the fact. But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you know, it's different as well. Like when you're a woman in the music industry, I'm sure there's a lot of sexual harassment. There's a lot of exploitation in different ways. There's a lot of expectation. So, you know, I think it's different for women rising to the top than it is for men. But regardless... Um, these are just things that like, you know, two of the very most, most famous people at the top of their game, um, have gone through, um, in their past. So can you imagine the people that are starting out right now and how deterred they will be from, you know, getting rejection after rejection and all that. It, just because you get a rejection does not, does not mean you are not good enough. It just means that the time is not right for you. It just means that it's, the universe isn't ready for you just yet but keep on going and keep on going and eventually your time will come and that's all I'm going to chat about for today I just really wanted to get a podcast out there because I miss doing them and it's been so long so I will be back with you next week with another podcast for so for now take it easy have a great rest of your week and uh, check out my website as well if you have any questions whatsoever um, I would love to hear from you. So feel free to get in contact. Um, you can you can email me info at antoniakimore.com. I'm Antonia Kimore across all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, even Snapchat, so Facebook, whatever else. Um, you can check out Indie Arena as well. So for now, take it easy and uh, hit us up if you've got any questions. Ciao.